Hello and welcome back to the Sports Couch Podcast with your hosts, Matt, Nick, and Chris. We thank you guys again for tuning in for episode 12. Uh, the current standings are Nick with six wins, Chris with three, and myself, Matt, with two. Another week, another six questions. Uh, the six questions we're going to be tackling today are, who of the big three on the Nets is the most important to play well for them to dance in the playoffs, and why? Who would you put as your number four finalist for NBA MVP for this season, and why? What team impressed you the most from game one in the NBA playoffs? What rookie wide receiver will have the biggest immediate impact in the league and why? Is Shohei Otani the best player in baseball? And will the Warriors be title contenders with Clay returning next year? I uh, won last week's uh, episode, so I'm going to be picking the first question and who's on the couch. I'm going to be picking myself to go on the couch, and uh, I'm, I'm going to put Nick on the couch. So, Nick, have a seat on the couch. And the first question I'm going to be tackling. It's definitely scared of me. Yes, definitely scared of Chris on, on this one. So, you know, he'll be giving his two cents as the moderator, but I got to be strategic. Um a little nervous. I'm going to be tackling is, is Shohei Otani the best player in Major League Baseball? And I'm going to go first. And uh, Chris, you can uh, let me know when I can start tackling this one. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to go first here because fuck both of you guys. What <laughs> nah. do you mean you're going to go first? <laughs> no, I was messing with you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, all right. So just let me get my, my little stopwatch out here. All right, you could start now. You know, uh, initially I was um, kind of against going down this road because I don't really think pitchers should be able to hit. But in talking to Chris and doing some research, I was a little swayed. I mean, on April 26th, you know, Shohei Otani was the first pitcher in 100 years since Babe Ruth to start a game pitching while also leading the league in home runs. That's ridiculous. Fast forward a little bit right now. He is tied for second um, in home runs. Ronald Acuna, I think that's Junior. I think that's how you pronounce his name. It's at 15. Oh, he, Otani. Yeah, he just took the lead. Uh, yeah, he a did. A couple nights ago, I think. A couple Last nights night. ago. But uh, Adolis Garcia and him, uh, Garcia of the te- Texans, are are both tied for 14. But but hear this. Aaron, Aaron he Judge has, is up right up there too. The judges, he's tied. He's tied for ninth. He's got 12. But a lot of guys are tied. So you know, it's it's. All right, my fault. I'll give you like. Yeah, I'm gonna give you like not, 20 more seconds now. Yeah, it goes 15, 14, 13, then a bunch of guys are in uh, the 12 range with, with a Judge. But um, anyway, I mean, right now he's got 14 home runs at two, number one guy having 15. He's 10th right now, tied for 10th for strikeouts with 54. And the number one strikeout leader is 67. That's not too far off. I mean, we have a guy that is almost leading the league in home runs, but also in the top 10 strikeouts. I mean, he also has a pretty impressive ERA right now, I think at 2.37, something it's like unbelievable. that. unbelievable. It's absolutely right, unbelievable. You can, those, you can get into those in your 30 seconds. I, I'm trying to keep this, cut it so, short so we got the fair chance. I do think so, that right now he is whatever, the most exciting. Else, yeah. Okay. Okay. Whatever else you have to say, save it for your rebuttal. You got it. But you I'm got it. Let Nick go here. All right. I'm gonna try, I got to try to cut you guys off on time, even though it's hard. 
Appreciate it. Um, because I don't like I don't like interrupting the takes, and it's just Otani has been incredible this year. It, it it's amazing because he was injured and he showed flashes before this, but this is the first year I feel like he's actually healthy. And, and this is post really Tommy John, right? He could do. Yeah, he's he's throwing 100 miles an hour. He's hitting the ball 100 miles an hour out of the park. It's it's unbelievable. But um, Nick, so. Now I'm going to let you go for your 60 seconds before I say too much. I'll try to say more after you guys get your rebuttal too. But um, I'll let you go now so I don't take anything you have to say. So you can start now. Yeah, I, w- I will say, you know, Tony is, is, is killing it. He's the hottest player in baseball right now, I would say. But, you know, the question is, who is the best player of all time? I will say, you know, he's 10th right now in base running and in uh, pitching based on this stat. <clears throat> Well, it's best player right now. Above replacement. What'd you say? It's best player right now in baseball, right? It's best player in baseball. The best player in baseball is Mike Trout. He is the best player in baseball and quite possibly the best player we've ever seen ever in baseball. He is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you talk about a guy. Besides A-Rod. Besides A-Rod. What do you mean besides (laughs) A-Rod? Anyway, he's just absolutely dominant. I mean, he's he's just a guy who who I mean, consistently is an MVP voting. I mean, he even in his season four four seasons in a row, he was in um, top three MVP voting. Even the season that that he only played like fifty games, he was he was top five. He's just an absolute stud. Um, you know, hitting, you know, on base percentage, homers. He's a hall, hall of Famer, and he hasn't even played. Uh, I don't think he's played over 11 years thus far. All right. All right. That was, that's good. I like Nine seasons to this point. Take a little, little throwing somebody different out there. Cause you kind of had to go in second. You couldn't, mm-hmm. you couldn't disagree with what Matt said and have, you want to have a chance to win here. But, um, okay. So, so Matt, maybe trying to give me more about why he is the best player in the league right now and why he would be better than Mike Trout. So then you're little, I'll, I'll start your 30 seconds now. I mean, because he's the 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 truest uh, two way player that 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 we haven't seen uh, in a hundred years. And I mean, you know, there are some guys that say guys had the ability, like Babe Ruth, to be throwing in the high nineties, but the average back then couldn't have been the pitching speed where it is now. And on both sides of the ball, he's hitting with balls going ninety five to one hundred, and he's pitching hundred miles an hour post Tommy John surgery. So I think to be doing something that you haven't that there hasn't been done in a hundred years. You're the best player in baseball. I'm sorry, something that hasn't been done in a century. You're the best player in baseball. That's it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty amazing. And I've, I've, I just one question that I'll ask you now, and then I'll ask Nick before I um, start his thirty seconds. Okay. Do you think that Otani can keep up playing both sides for his whole career, or do you think he'd have to maybe pick one or the other to have a longer career, or do you think maybe he'll just keep doing this forever? Well, I think that how he's being um, used now, I mean, he's pitching like four or five innings and then coming out, you know, I I think that if that continues and I mean, the guy, if I remember correctly, he got bigger later in his, you know, uh, you know, where in his age, like, you know, he, he actually got larger and hopefully it's not uh, muscle mass wise. And he he actually, I think height, he was growing later in his, uh, teens and stuff so i i think that's, that's weird that yeah it could be something, there's something, there's something's something fishy, fishy there. so, I don't wanna, so what, I don't what, what i'm saying it. is post-surgery yeah 
post-surgery, he's looking really good. And a lot of guys take like regress. He's actually progressed since then. So I think so that Nick, if he's Nick, used appropriately, then yes, Chris, I think he can. Nick, do you, th- what, what are your thoughts on that same question? Do you think that he could keep that up for his whole career or he'd have to pick one side? I don't necessarily think he has to pick one side. I, I, I think that he can keep it up. I mean, maybe not to what we're seeing right now. He might have some years where he's pitching a little bit better than he's hitting and vice versa. But the guy's a really talented player, and I don't see why at this point in your career, you know, you're in the MLB, you don't have to focus on one particular, you know, hitting or, 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 or pitching, I don't think. But I will say, you know, you talk about who's the hottest player in baseball right now. All right. I mean, on, and we're on, talking. On. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start your 30. Se- I got to start your 30 seconds so you can go. All right. Ready? 30 seconds starts now. You want to talk about right now. I mean, Mike Trout's still number one on base percentage in the fucking league. Uh, Otani is not in the top 25 on base percentage. So, I mean, I, if you want to talk about a player who's just consistently good. I mean, right now, we're not even talking about him. He's hitting uh, a 466. I mean, it, it's, it's just ridiculous. He's an absolute stud, and he is an automatic Hall of Famer. And I don't understand why, you know, we're, we're just uh, – are we just forgetting about him because he's been around for 90 years? Like, I mean, he's he's, he's won, won the MVP I, I award think, three times. The problem is Top right voting now. five times. Eight-time winner of the Silver Slugger Award. He's hurt, though. He's hurt. He's hurt. And, he's and hurt. Eight-time he's, All-Star. He's out eight saying. weeks. I, he's out eight t- weeks. It's tough, because he, it's tough because he's hurt, and Otani is doing it. It's about 26. now. And, and, you and be Otani's 26 years old. Now. You guys can take Otani. Is, I'm taking Mike Trout right now to start my franchise. Enjoy Otani. Otani's playing – well, the Angels took both to start their franchise, so and they're still in the last place. So maybe that's yeah. Well, but he, here's the thing, also that I, I do want to say real <laughs> but, quick, um, like not off topic. Otani, but... oh, hold on, man. I, I got to pick a winner first, and then you can go on to something else. But um, okay. But my my thing is is that Matt, you really you could have just went in on how he was. He's hitting and pitching. That's why he's the best player in baseball. You didn't like. You guys are making this tough on me because I feel like neither one of you really gave me what I needed to know, you know what I mean, to force me to why this particular guy is the best player right now. 100 years. You know what I mean? Like It's it's 100 years. And Nick, and Nick brought up Trout, which is just chalk, chalk. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just – guys are – I'm gonna have to go with Matt here because he's bringing it's it's unbelievable what Otani's doing. He's bringing up the the hitting stats, 100 miles per hour, this 100 miles that pitching. All right, it's, it, it's amazing. All right, let's let's play the show. Uh, Otani versus uh, Trout home run derby. All right, happens. yes, let, let's do it. I'm down. And here's the thing: I, I heard this on first take. I'll, st- I'll strike you out with Otani. You can have Trout. <laughs> the, the league needs to make it easier for people to watch this guy. Like no one's really talking about him because people aren't tuning into Sunday night baseball to watch it. Like well, I feel like they need to stream well, baseball well, easier for people. T-Mobile, T-Mobile has gave me the MLB package for the whole year. They do it every year. I get to watch nice. a lot of these games. Sweet, and it's pretty amazing. I, I've so enjoyed watching Chris is, him. I've enjoyed. Chris watching is sponsored Virginia by T-Mobile. Chris is sponsored by T-Mobile. I, dropping T-Mobile on here. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm we not gotta sponsored move on. by them. I can, all right, I think so, I sponsor them by giving them like 200 bucks a month, but we don't do any of that. <laughs> so I, I'm glad I, I picked right and I went and I went. I think I strategically did this right, pumped, 
So now I have to put uh, Nick and Chris on the couch because I used my couch card. So I think what I'm going to go with next, because I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. Who of the big three on the Nets uh, is the most important factor to play well for them to dance in the playoffs uh, and why? What I mean by dance is, you know, make a run and ultimately the goal would be to get to the NBA finals and win it. So who has to, you know, who's the most important factor of that big three in order for them to succeed? Um, and Nick, Chris, have a seat on the couch. And Chris didn't uh, go last time. So Chris, I'm going to have you go first and uh, have a seat on the couch. Your, uh, your 60 seconds starts now. Kevin Durant. So I got to say, he is one of the best players in the league, arguably was the best player in the league before he got hurt. Like you argue him and LeBron. I'm not saying I think LeBron's the best player in the league, but Kevin Durant is the best player on the Nets. Kevin Durant is a two-time finals MVP. Kevin Durant has been to the finals four times. Uh, Kyrie's been there a few times on bronze back. I get that. Um, he hit that big shot. He's pretty important. I would say Harden is a great – He's there. He's helping, but you need KD. KD is six foot eleven, can hit jumpers in people's faces. He averages tw what, like twenty, probably like twenty five points per game his whole career. He's it's unbelievable, man. And like I said, he's got two Finals MVPs. He knows how to get them there. He knows how to win the big games. He hits the big shot in your face. This and that. He he could distribute it out if he has to. Harden's going to be setting KD up as the game ends. You know it. I know it. If KD goes off and is healthy, the Nets will coast to the finals. That's all. That's it for my minute. Some great points there. I think it's really important you bring up the pedigree of, of being there and knowing what it's like and not only being there, but being a factor, so much of a factor that you win finals MVP multiple times. So, Nick, um, do you think that you know, to Chris's point, or if you want to go off on your own tangent, do you think that um, finals appearances and success have something to do with um, being the most important factor? Or does somebody else in this big three um, of Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, or James Harden, do either of those two guys other than Kevin Durant hold a little bit of a higher coin in terms of um, that big factor in them progressing outside of Kevin Durant? And why? Your 60 seconds starts now. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. Kevin Durant's a huge. Yeah, they, they're not gonna. He's a huge impact on their team. So is Kyrie. So is James Harden. It's a tough decision. They all are gonna have to play very, very well. Um, you know, of course. But I mean, you talk about a guy who, you know, you talk about okay, who, who's someone that's been able to 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 take over in the playoffs? It's James Harden. I mean, it's James Harden. He's essentially the point guard of this team. He has never blown a, a three-one lead in the playoffs ever. Can't say the same thing about Kevin Durant. So uh, he's never missed the playoffs ever on a much worse team. I mean, KD played with the Thunder. KD played with the Golden State Warriors. Okay. No, it, it's, it's James Harden. He's the most important player on this basketball team right now. And, and he will continue to be. He's uh, never had a losing record season. He's never been swept in the playoffs. It's just, it's, it, it's, it's James Harden. So, you know, I, I have to uh, just comment on this here, maybe into the rebuttal, bring up, because I'm a, you know, avid Rockets fan. I've been since the uh, Harden was Harden. traded to the, to the Rockets about eight years ago. Still a Rockets fan now that he's not there, but he made me a fan. 
And, you know, there was some uh, disappointment, even though he played well in the playoffs, that he, he had great regular seasons and he didn't really show up in the playoffs. Now he's with a new squad. You know, he's got two guys around him that, you know, to Chris's point, if they play well, could coast to the finals. Chris, do you think, because I believe watching him and I watched him all those years in Houston, that he was actually playing the best basketball he ever played when he was averaging 11 assists and going off with the Nets when he didn't have Kevin Durant at full strength and Kyrie kind of going to family parties or whatever he was doing during the regular season. But um, do you think that, Chris, do you think that where he's playing now and his ability to be a floor general um, could come in handy and could actually set them apart from other teams? And like you said, set up Kevin Durant. Do you think James Harden edges out Kevin Durant for how he's playing now in comparison to other years? Or do you think it's still Kevin Durant? I don't. I, I think it, I think James obviously all three of them are a big impact, but I think that Kevin Durant and James Harden or Kyrie, like if one of them got hurt, I think that they could still make a run to the finals as long as Kevin Durant's healthy. And I don't think if it's just Kyrie and James Harden, I don't think it's going to happen. KD averages in his career averages twenty nine points per game in the playoffs. It's it's pretty unbelievable. He's twenty and seven. Like, he's played in 20, 27 playoff series. This will be his 28th right now. Right, and he is 20 and 7. He's 20 and 7 in playoff series, as I was I was trying to say. Wow. 89 and 51 is his playoff record total all through those on 28 series, 27 series. So, it's pretty wow. impressive. Yeah, Nick, to he's that, to to that point, I want to – it's a great, you know, point. The uh, record in the playoffs and the points averaging in the playoffs is ridiculous. You know, Nick, I want to ask, um, do you think, uh, to Chris's point, that he if did Kevin Durant – He did the finals. He d- it, yeah, you know, if, if, if Kevin Durant – who did? Kevin Durant? Yeah, Kevin, if Kevin Durant wasn't on the Thunder, they would have yeah. never sniffed the finals that year. So, they yeah, let me ask you this. Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I agree, Chris. Let me ask you this, Nick. Do you think that uh, if Kevin Durant were to go down – um, do you think that they do have, you know, what it takes Kyrie and James Harden and the other factors, you know, the, uh, the all-time field goal uh, percentage leading, uh, uh, why is his name escaping me, um, DeAndre Jordan? Um, <laughs> do you think that if KD goes down, Nick, that James Harden has what it takes with hey, Chris, the supporting hey, cast and Blake Griffin and all those guys to get it done um, because you said he was the number one factor? Well, you can go off on your own tangent. You don't have to necessarily answer my question. Factor. Say it one more time. I couldn't hear you. Nick. I said James Harden was the number one factor. That's what I'm saying. So it, without Kevin Durant as a part of it, do you think that he still is the factor and can get it done? Or does he need the supporting cast? I, I mean, I think if they're going to come out of the, out of the East, I, I do think they need all three of them. And the, all right. uh, simply because this team – has not been while they've been good, you know, they've played good defense all year. They're coached well. They've only played eight games together, the three of them during the year. There's no there's no consistency with with these players together right now. So if you take one of them out, I just don't think that they have the just, just I don't think I don't know. Getting past Embiid, getting past Giannis, I, I or even if the Heat are there, I, I just it's going to be tough. Harden so they need all three of them. Chance. But I will say James Harden, he's the guy who's going to be running this offense. He's the guy who's averaging 11, 11 assists, um, you know, on the, on the year. And so he's the guy who's really going to have to make 
for them to advance to the finals, he needs to be very consistent on offense and defense. He needs to be he needs to be managing um yeah, you, K- you know the, K- the offense. Both sides. Harden does. Harden's playing better day. Exactly, it's though, long, Chris. Long, so that, I mean, that, that's that's my that's my oh, point right no, there. No, for this team to go over to the next level, this team to go, I'm still it's not it's still my turn. What's going on here, man? Your 30 seconds has been over for like 40 seconds. I let I let Nick go a little bit because he answered. Yeah, no, 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 no. I let Nick answer. There's no letting Nick go a little more. No, 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 no. seconds. I let him go because he answered my question. Then I wanted to let him talk a little bit more about Harden, which was his choice. You did that for Nick earlier too, so I was just trying to keep it fair. Settle down, boys. So both, you, you know, let him great, get twenty great, more points in. Great points by both you guys. Um, you know, and great conversation. You know, I was getting feelings from both sides from both arguments. I'm such a huge fan of James Harden. He, he's, you know, part of the reason uh, that I fell back in love with basketball again. Um, but you know, I, I, I am going to have to go with Chris on this one, and why? Because I, I think that Kevin Durant is the one in this pursuit for uh, these titles with, with the Nets. I think that he's the most unguardable player in the league. And I think that in order for them to succeed, he has to be on and he has to be consistent uh, more so than anybody else. And I think he's the a leader of that team. And I think he needs to play the best for them to have a great chance. So, you know, I, I'm going to go with Chris on this one. Uh, great points from both sides. And I'm a huge James Harden fan. I just, uh, I'm worried about his, his playoff jitters and I hope they're, away from him but um well, look at that never, um, never blown on the board lead. Today. i don't know what jitters he's got i watched the he's rockets avidly and he to the finals in, in game seven of the finals against <laughs> never the had three all-stars like he's never had three all-stars like kd every single year had, of his career i understand had, every single year of his ball, career I, ball, I, you don't need to set you don't need to sell me on james harden i'm just saying that of those three Kevin Durant needs to play the best for them to succeed because if he has Kevin a shitty Durant's game, they're in trouble. All star team since fucking 2008. Like fucking I'm just crazy. saying, I'm just saying that in order for them to get there, he has he's the most important factor, the most unguardable player on the planet. Um, all right, I'll give that one to Chris. All right, so I'm I'm gonna put you guys on the couch here, and I'm gonna. And I'm going to do, you guys are going to do what rookie wide receiver will have the biggest immediate impact in the league and why. And I, I guess I'm, I'm going to let Matt go first since he kindly gave me the win. I appreciate it. <laughs> I worked, I, I thought about that question a lot. Um, so Matt, I'm, let me get my little timer up here and you can start your 30, I mean, your, your little minute here. All right, Matt, you can start your minute now. Um, I don't know if Nick's going to go with this one, but it's definitely, you know, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. I mean, you know, we saw these guys together uh, in college um, and their duo led at LSU to a 15-0 record and a national championship. Um, you know, Chase finished with 84 receptions for 1,780 yards and 20 touchdowns. And those touchdown passes were being thrown by Joe Burrow. And I just think that in our last podcast, we talked about the exciting sort of development that's happening in the NFL where coaches and offensive coordinators are coordinating offenses to be similar to what quarterbacks and even some position players like wide receivers uh, were involved in and set up with in college to make it an easier transition. 
Um, so I'm really excited to see a duo that won a national championship in college uh, be together in the NFL. And I think that uh, they are, um, you know, gonna just, they're going to be great. I, I like that choice. That was going to be um, my choice if I was to talk on this topic this week. Um, okay, so Nick, going into something else, maybe if, if you think it's them or if you have maybe a different um, like wide receiver that's going to come into the league and go crazy, or what do you, what do you think? Yeah, they immediate impact is obviously Devontae Smith. Okay, it's Devontae Smith, automatic. He's – I'm not sure why he was the – you know, people slept on him. I, he was picked, I think, seventh overall, but I'm not sure why he's not the automatic pick. I mean, he's walking into an Eagles offense that has is just depleted of weapons, depleted of weapons. There's there's nobody out there to catch the ball. Alshon's an old man. Uh, Rager is not very good. So he's going to be the number one wide out to Jalen Hurts automatically. They're going to be passing a lot. They're not a very good football team. He's going to catch eight to ten passes a game. I mean, you look at a guy that is a the first ever AP player of the year as a wide receiver, fourth ever uh, Heisman winner as a wide receiver. He's an absolute beast. He's he, out of 145 passes um, thrown to him over the course of his career. He dropped three of them, three of them. Okay. He is, people get a little, say he's a little undersized. I think he can play on the outside and on the inside in the slot. He, they're going to move him all around the field. He has the highest pro football, fo- pro football focus grade of all time of any wide receiver, 94.9. He is going to eat. Look out for him in fantasy football. That's because he had the, the great Mac Jones thrown in. He's going to be the next great AFC East quarterback over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're talking about your boy Smith over there had um, the great Mac Jones thrown in. He, he did. Oh. Don't disrespect my boy. He did. Don't disrespect my boy. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um okay all right so i like both Rape, yeah. both of you were were pulling me it's it's like tug yeah. of war i'm pulling this way while matt's going i'm pulling back this way so maybe matt if you got something in this 30 seconds that just makes it so i have to pick you look you can start now have to give hats off to nick there i mean you know getting into the depth chart of the eagles there um is an important point to bring up you know i i do have to bring up the depth chart of the Bengals. you know they have T. Higgins. They have Boyd. You know, two guys. Beast. Yeah, Boyd's a beast. And I just think that still to that point, you know, Gosh. Higgins and Boyd are there. However, Joe Burrow, I mean, this guy's not a robot. You know, he's going to want to throw to the guy that he won a championship uh, with. So I, I actually think that the depth chart of the Bengals also points to the fact that even though you got guys, he's going to be going to the guy he's used to. Because they're good receivers, but they're not like top five. No, yeah, I, I get it. It's gonna, and that's gonna, and I feel like the comfortability with the um with him is gonna come into play a lot, especially because he's coming off the injury. So he's gonna be looking to a guy where he where comfortability he to um where he like where he knows exactly where he's gonna be, even if he doesn't know the playbook as well. He'll know him probably a little better than he even knows the Bengals playbook at this point, because they played together a lot longer than he's been. He's only been on the Bengals for one season, and he didn't even play the full season. So, um, Nick, for your um, rebuttal here, if you want to um, swing me back towards you or whatever, whatever you got to say here, 30 seconds starts now. Yeah, you know, uh, I'll just say 23 touchdowns last year. 23 touchdowns, okay, that he had last year, Devontae Smith. 
I, wa- I do want to correct, correct my one stat. Uh, he dropped three passes last year. He, he was throwing the ball 145 times in one year. Wow. <laughs> so that was just one year, but uh, still doesn't drop the ball a lot. He's, I think he's an above average route runner. I think people knock him for that for some reason. I think that's just nitpicking. He's a little bit undersized. People say that's the only thing downside about him. I just think, I mean, he's a guy, he's the fifth most single season re- receiving TDs in college history at 23. He's going to be proven doubters wrong. They do have Travis Fulgham there. I just think they're going to be behind. They're going to be throwing a lot to him. He's going to get 10, 12 targets a game. Okay. Okay. I, I, I like that. I like both the, both of your um, top, both of your um, choices in this particular topic. Um, so, so I got to go with, I think I got to go with Nick here just because he brought up a lot more, a lot of the stats that kind of were like, okay. I would go with Nick too. I would because Matt went, Matt, Matt was going, Matt was, Matt was, um, picked my heart. Like that's who I wanted. That's who I would have picked. But Nick was push, punching me in the face pretty much with stats. So Nick and take I, it away. Yeah, I do got to bring up real quick, Nick, that I thought that was a great point. And I think for the listeners that the question is immediate impact. And I mean, you got no targets. Well, old man and, you know, an inconsistent wide receiver uh, depth and group in, in Philly. He really is going to be the guy. I mean, even if he has a rough start, I mean, the immediate impact comment, I, I definitely see I mean, where to you're your coming point, from. To your yeah. point, though, I think overall the chemistry is going to help a lot. It is yeah, the I, chemistry. Yeah, I think the chemistry will help a lot. I think that they are going to be more competitive than the Eagles in most games. The games will be closer. He'll still get his opportunities, but again, they have more weapons. They have, um, you know, Mixon coming out of the backfield, catch a couple passes. They got Boyd. They got Higgins. And I just don't think they have as many mouths to feed. And that's what it comes down to sometimes. It's going to be the fourth quarter. They're going to be down, you know, two scores, and they're just going to be letting it fly to Devontae. Go get it. Like, it's just going to be what it is. Uh, so that's that's why I went with him. Plus, I think the guy is going to be an absolute stud. I, I think people me are sleeping too. on him. Yeah, me too. All right, Nick, take it away. They both are going to be very, very good. And uh, um, Waddle, not, don't mean to disrespect you, buddy. You're going to be very good as well, and so will Elijah Moore. Those are going to be the top four receivers. Right, right, don't, don't talk right. to him. He def, don't, add, don't talk to them like they're listening to this. Come they're listening. On, they're listening. You know, so, there's no way. So, Nick, we're tied now. One win, uh, Chris. One win for myself. One win for you. And you're up. One win across the board. Okay. So, for mine. The, pick who's, the only one that can't pick, put themselves on the couch again is Matt. That's true. For mine, I will – Go with, let's see. Will the Warriors be title contenders with Clay returning next year? Matt and Chris, you're going to be on the couch. I'm not touching this one. And Chris, have a seat on the couch. Your minute starts now. Um, to be title contenders, I think they would have to add another piece because I don't think Wiggins and Draymond Green are cutting it, but I think they will be at least in the playoffs and make a deep run into the West with just Clay Thompson coming back. Because you saw they had the they had the Lakers on the ropes in that game, and LeBron had to hit a game winner to win that game. And it, it was they won by three. They were right there with just Steph Curry, and he was getting double teamed the whole game. So I think I think with Clay Thompson, I think they would have won that game. To be honest with you, because Steph wouldn't have been getting doubled the whole time because who what are you going to leave? Clay Thompson wide open, 
or at the end of the day, somebody's going to have a backdoor cut to the basket wide open with Clay out there too, because they'll be trying to double, maybe double both of them, and Andrew Wiggins will be wide open, whatever if he if he makes exactly. the shot. But um, but no, obviously you get the Splash Brothers back, who had someone who had success without KD already. They went to the finals twice. They they won once. Um, and they were they won seventy. They, what they go seventy three and nine. They won. They won seventy three games without KD, and I, I just think it, the way they play together and space the floor, it's pretty amazing. All right, and I think good points, especially good point. if they get another if they get another star, oh, yeah, in there, I think that they will be title contenders. All right, Matt, uh, rebuttal there. Uh, any thoughts? Do you agree? Uh, do you disagree? Go ahead. Clay Thompson is thirty one years old. Clay Thompson is coming off of two major injuries. Clay Thompson missed. 29 and 30 in the league. On average, the most productive year of an NBA player is about 27 years and two months. I don't believe that Klay Thompson is going to be playing like he used to play. He's going to be a shadow of himself. The record of people coming back after even one of his injuries is not great in terms of the productivity. I don't think that they're going to be title contenders. Title contender to me means getting to the NBA finals. I don't think they're going to get to the NBA finals. I think that they could be a playoff team and they could be a six through eight seed. I don't know what's going to happen with this playing tournament. They're definitely going to be a playoff team, but at the lower end of the seating and you got younger players coming into the league now that are going to start taking over this league. And I think they'll have great regular seasons. They'll have a, a good, maybe playoff series, maybe first round, but he's going to be a shadow of himself and you can't hang your hat on Clay Thompson coming back being a title. Contender. I mean, that's quite a, quite a statement, Matt. Um, Chris, Matt's saying he's going to be a shadow of himself. We're seeing, you know, right. we're seeing versus, no you know, a lot, of, a lot of players coming back from severe industries. We saw Paul George, to name one, come back and, and be, you know, I, I think play a little bit better than he did prior KD. to the injury. So, KD, KD, tell me a little bit about that. I mean, there's been some examples um, of players that don't come back as well, like Isaiah Thomas. Go ahead. Well, I, I think with Clay, I think that, he's a shooter so i don't think it really matters about him come back because he's not going to lose his shot because if you, if you I, I, I was looking online you, there's he had a um career high 60 points they said he dribbled 11 times in the game how is he how can he do that right now i feel like he could do that on one leg you know what i'm saying I, he could he yeah, could make eight three standing yeah. up to catch and shoot he doesn't he's not he doesn't rely on his athleticism like, obviously, he's very athletic. He's in the NBA, but there's another one, 43 points on four dribbles. Like, he does not need to dribble and create his own shots when he's got Steph Curry and Draymond setting him up all game. Yeah. Chris, for your final 10 seconds here, are they title contenders with him back at, at um, you know, pretty I much think, close to I think 100%? They're still, I, think, I think with the team they have now, they're, they're close because they were just the eight seed this year. So, I think he probably adds about 15 wins to the team. You know what I'm saying? I would say, I'm, you know what I mean? A little, maybe a little less, maybe about 10, you know what I mean? To be a good number. But I, I think, I think they could go to the Western conference finals with just clay, but if they turn around and add another star, then they will be championship. All right. I will, but Matt, with just clay, final, Western final conference points. Uh, I will say, I don't think that they're going to be even able to afford like Kelly Obrey, who's, who's uh, out of contract. I don't think they have the cap space for another star, Chris, but Matt, what are your thoughts on? They get, they get I wanna, I wanna, if they really want to. I want to throw one thing in. Last time he played, he's always been a very good defender on the perimeter, but last time he played a full season, 2019, he was, um, you know, 
first team all defense. How big is an impact on that with their chances of winning a title, Matt? Well, first of all, I want to say, you know, unless there's a clerical error or we're playing 2K and the Warriors somehow end up in the East, we have to remember that they're in the West. Um, and I'm sorry, unless they do interconference seating, I don't know if something changes, maybe they'll have a chance, but you're talking about big time weapons in the West. So title contender, no more. But in, to answer your question, Nick, I, okay, but not, the question is not playoffs. The question is title contender, which means getting to the NBA finals. That means getting through Jokic. That means getting through Lillard. That means getting through possibly LeBron and AD again. I, I'm sorry. That means getting through Jean Morant, and he's going to only get better. I'm sorry. I don't think it's a possibility. But to answer Nick's question, Clay, his defense, I definitely think that um, he will bring a lot to defense. But you need both your legs to play defense. So um, I don't think that right, he'll be well, as – I don't think he'll be first team when he comes back. I think that's all we got for this one. Pretty good. I think that they will be – I came into this argument thinking that they will be uh, in the conversation. Uh, they'll be competitive. And so I would say contenders and Matt bringing up some of the points of some of the players in the West, some of the teams in the West, I think gets him the W for this one. Uh, very competitive. And I think I need a little bit, Chris, you almost got there with maybe add another player could have used maybe a name of a player or something, but very close there. But I think I got a slight, slight edge to Matt. Nick Pig, Appreciate Matt, it. You got to remember it's the West. I know, I know what he's doing. It's not the G league. It's the West. All right, they need Matt. a super team. Yeah, your Western Conference pick fucking lost game one. So how's that feeling? They didn't have the, they didn't have the guy that's going to finish <laughs> sixth. They yeah, didn't have the guy that's going to finish fifth. He's going to finish fifth or sixth in MVP voting. They're going to lose game two. And game three. Nope. They're going to lose. They just lost. <laughs> they almost, they, like, Their they best lost. player was on the bench, and it was a tight game. All right, Matt, you're up. Okay. Good. Question? No, it wasn't. So, Did you watch the game? They were getting blown out. Matt, pick question. Yes. Um, I put myself on the couch already, so I'm going because I'm really interested in this uh, argument. My question is going to be, who would you put as your number four finalist for NBA MVP this year and why? And for and for the um for the fans, can you tell us the top three? The top three finalists um, are Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, and the chef, Steph Curry. So if you had to pick a fourth to edge out, you know, to get right in, if they did the final four instead of the final three, who would it be? Uh, Nick and Chris have a seat on the couch. And uh, Chris, you can uh, have a seat first. And I, then it starts now. All right, so MVP, it's 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 tough because the top four. Obviously, you got your top four, who are the the. Obviously, I I think they they're the um they should win the MVP. One of them three, obviously, but um, I honestly think it's Chris Paul, man. Like it, it's not the it's not the pit. It's not like you're not looking at his stats being like, Oh my God, he's the best player in the league. But when you come to MVP, it's the most valuable player on the team for the, you know, it's the most valuable player in the league for a specific team. It's not, you know what I mean? Like if he go wherever he goes, he wins. The Suns are the two seed in the West that Matt was just talking about the West. They were in the, they weren't even in the playing tournament last year. 
the, and they're the two seed in the West that Matt was just hyping up. 51 and 21. Chris Paul, it, it's it's unbelievable what he All put right, on. Chris. Obviously, yeah, you could say Devin Booker, this and that for for the Suns, but Chris Paul, number four MVP pick. All right, uh, Chris, I, I definitely could have for, foreseen that conclusion. Uh, you bring up Chris Paul. Um, and I definitely have been swayed just a little bit from listening to some analysts and, and looking more at his stats and what he brings. Um, but Nick, uh, Chris Paul, or do you have somebody else there or any stats you'd like to bring uh, to sway me on who you think is your number four? Yeah, it's the Greek freak. It's the Greek freak. Uh, he's an absolute freak. He is a beast. I mean, I mean, he started a little bit slower for him early in the year, but then he pulled pulled away in February, really got his stock up for the MVP voting. You know, he was averaging 30.7 points, 12 rebounds the, um, per game in February. Um, and then he was up to 8.2 assists in March, doing it all. He assist, he was assisted on, on a league high, 162 three-pointers three, three, three made. He was the assist, assisting on those, which I thought was a very interesting stat. Um, he's a very good defender. Um, and, uh, you know, his team is sitting pretty right now. They're going to be in a tough matchup with the uh, with the Heat uh, because the East is, you know, not as bad as people say. And everyone likes to say the West is better, but the East is still pretty very good. And, you know, they're they're sitting there um, at the top of the conference. So I, I just think that he's a stud and um, Thanks, I, I think he's the guy. You know, uh, not the choice I thought you would bring up, you know, to pull a Larry Bird would be uh, difficult, uh, the, the three-peat there for the MVP. Um, and I actually thought that LeBron was the MVP last year. So um, I didn't know a lot of those. LeBron, LeBron is always next. the MVP, but that's the <laughs> I, Jordan rule. You I, get I, it I every year. I didn't know uh, some of those stats that you brought up, Nick, especially the assisting on the three-point uh, shooting, because we know how – um, important three-point shot is in this league, and I wouldn't have thought uh, that he would be up there because his assists don't really All right. shine on the things. You don't have to pick him before we get so, to 30 seconds here. Come on, man. I'm just talking about stats that he brought up. You didn't bring in a, a, any stats, so I'm just talking about the stats that impressed me. So, Chris, uh, anything else you want to bring up about Chris Paul, or do you have somebody else you might want to bring in there? Maybe a Julius Randle, who uh, is edging no. out for my fourth. But, uh, Chris? Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. 27.7 points per game, eight rebounds, 8.6 assists. He's got the Mavs in what, what was it? Fifth or yeah, fifth place in no, yeah, fifth place in the West, which is very, very difficult. He's going off. He just won game one. He's he's That's unbelievable talent. It's only it's literally his third year in the league. He's gonna keep getting better, but he's the he's my fourth choice for MVP. Him and Chris Paul are it's probably Luca four, Chris Paul five, and um, yeah, it's Luca. He's almost a triple double. His third season, and he's just gonna keep getting better from here. And I think he's got multiple MVPs in his future, maybe a couple titles. Wow, uh, great pick there, Chris. And you know, Nick, uh, do you think um, that you know those those kind of shiny stats, you know, the triple double stats, the 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 areas where we really can see it. And we don't have to kind of dig for him because, you know, that stat is very impressive about Giannis assisting, but those aren't kind of the marquee stats. Um, where do his assists lie, Giannis, um, in terms and of what he's averaging this year? And what are your See thoughts on free throw on... line shooting like 65%? Well, for the, for the MVP, it's not, it's not, it's not one thing. It's not one thing. And so I think that you bring up a good point there. I mean, 
He's averaging, he's one of two players, him and I think who is the MVP, uh, Jokic. He's the, only him and, and Jokic are averaging 25 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists this year. Only them. Right behind them at 23 points is, is Julius Randle, who Chris failed to mention. Eight and should eight. be ahead of Chris Paul and Luka Doncic, but we won't go there. Um, and uh, I just think that, you know, he's he's a beast. Uh, he's the best player on his team. He's, he's the best player... Um, one of the best players right, in the Nick. playoffs right now. And his team, you talk about a five seed, he's sitting at the three seed in the East. A lot because of him. Although he traveled a lot in that uh, yeah. game one. <laughs> yeah, he was I traveling count, a lot. I count 11 travels. I mean, gee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Wow. I, I, I get he has long legs. Fuck. I, 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 I really – travels in the NBA. I really – I don't know who to go with here. Um, I really don't know who to go with here. Um, you know, I – I was. I was. I was expecting. You know, the 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 stat that Nick brought up about assisting on the threes uh, really, really got me there. But Chris, you know, I thought he was going to bring up Julius Randle, and honestly, Luca was not uh, on my mind. And uh, being reminded of those stats again, being close to averaging a triple double, how you know young he is in the league. You know, Giannis is the chalk. You know, he won it two years in a row. Oh man, I don't know who to go with here. Um, the, the the triple the the almost averaging a triple double with with, with Luca I don't want to go with it but I I got to go with it Chris I, I don't want to give it to you but you know Giannis was chalk and you surprised me with the Luca stat even though I think I kind of knew it but I you know if, if you didn't bring up Luca Nick had the win there because for our listeners the 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 assisting on three point plays I mean that's Luca I just yeah I, I found I the 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 three point Giannis, the clutch Giannis is chalk man Giannis is chalk and and He's I chalk. <laughs> He didn't finish in the top three. How is he chalk? Chris he Paul was ahead two, of him. He won two years in a row. That's why he's chalk. Because he would have been the favorite Paul. to win again. But you know, I, the Chris Paul and the and the, it could have gone either way. And I, in a way, flipped a coin here and I, I went with what struck me about about the Luca. But um, I got I had to give it to yeah, Chris. And so he doesn't cry. And so he doesn't cry. Yeah, that's a shady one. That's a shady pick right there. I've been on the wrong end of shady picks. I get it. Nick, Nick, it's most of the. The flips all the time. That's why he's got the most wins. Shady. Every time it comes down to it, Matt's like, "Oh, I gotta pick Nick," but it's cool. I appreciate getting a close one for once. It felt good. Yeah. And, usually and, when I usually when I win, uh, and to save you some Kleenex too. No, it's getting and and, getting a lot and, of it and Nick's Chris. got like all the crying on the on the. We've we've done this right. show for like twelve weeks and Nick's all right, got Chris, fifteen wins. You're up here. Let's, let's get it rolling. So we got what do we got? One question left or two questions left? We got two questions uh, left, and um, oh, actually, yeah, we, we have one. one. We have uh, one question left, and Chris has so two what wins. What team impressed you the most from game ones? And I'm yep. gonna put me. And I don't know what what are this what's what's the standings here? Somebody <laughs> else has two wins, two, right? I have two, and Nick has one. So you know what? So so we could avoid overtime this week. I'm going to put Matt on the couch because Nick has the most wins in the season just to give oh. us a little chance. It's my question. Um, so I'm going to go, hey, hey, I didn't get to do the Otani question. It happens. You shouldn't win so much, man. That's, that's, <laughs> that's part of the – I'm a hater. Trying to take, I'm your, I'm cut your, the head off the snake. Cut the head yeah, off let's the just, snake. Let's just get Nick out of here this episode. You win enough. You'll probably win next week, so relax. <laughs> but, um, okay, so obviously it's me and Matt, and obviously I'm going to go first. Because 
I have to. I have to give myself the best shot to win here. It's strategy. I know – and Nick's, and Nick's probably going to pick Matt here because I didn't put him on the couch, so no, I already get it. Why? <laughs> Go hard I had to bring that up before we hit his head. All right. But obviously – so the last question is, what team impressed you the most from game one? And that's just game one, right? So that's all that matters. And all the game ones. question yeah. is the game one. All the game ones. That's the only game that matters. Stats before that don't matter. Stats after okay. that don't matter. Just game ones. All right. All right. So I'm going to go first. So, Nick, let me know. Go ahead. All right. So the team that impressed me the most in game one, the Suns, Chris Paul went down, and they went in there and steamrolled the Lakers pretty much. It was like an eight-point game at the end, but it, it didn't feel close. I didn't feel like the Lakers had a chance the whole game. AD was playing pretty soft. Booker was going crazy. I don't even know how many points he had. I'm about to, I'm about to look right now, but – he, they won they won 99 to 90 they beat him by nine and the, the Lakers are favored in that series as the seven seed but Booker had 34 points in his first playoff game ever went crazy it was you I, I don't even know like I, it's it's very impressive to me they went in there the LeBron and ad are there and Devin Booker goes for 34 like you know what I'm saying like out of those players would you think with um with Booker I mean, yeah, with Booker, AD, Bron, and Chris Paul, did you think did you think Devin Booker was going to be the best player in that game, or did you think it was going to be maybe somebody on the Lakers? It's pretty crazy, man. It's Ten seconds. 30, 34 points, eight assists, seven rebounds. Aiton was Aiton played great. Twenty-one points, sixteen rebounds. The Suns impressed me because I thought the the Lakers were going to sweep that series. So, hats yeah, off to the Suns. That's all we have for, for the first uh, minute there. But I will say, yeah, uh, Booker, I, I love. Booker went off. He's a beast. Love to see it. And I love to see DeAndre Ayton, former number one pick, going off, having a great game because he's a guy that everybody loves to criticize so much. He's going to step I like up, him. man. Everybody yeah, I Barkley like him. Every half time, yeah, always. Step up. I, I, I like Football. him a lot. They play, he's they, a very they underrated good. player. And with Chris, with Chris Paul going down, it was a tough game. Yeah, and they're gonna need him. They're gonna need shoulder is fucked up. DeAndre Ayton is extremely key to them advancing. Extremely key. Okay, we'll move on. Matt, of course, Matt. um, What do you think? You agree with that, or you got another one? I got another one. Uh, I thought Chris was gonna go with it from his last question. (laughs) It's the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks. We want to talk about steamroll. You know, they they beat the Almighty Clippers with Paul George and Kawhi. By 10, and they were rolling the whole time. I mean, look at this. Luca had 31 points. Tim Hardaway, 21 points. Jalen Brunson, 15. Przingis, 14. You have role players, and you have your stars going off. The Clippers, Kawhi with 26, Paul George at 23, still not enough because Marquise Morris has four points. Zubat's eight. I mean, single digits. So you can't win that way. And I just think that the almighty Clippers, you know, L.A. team, they got those two stars. And you have the Mavericks coming in with guys like Hardaway, who's great, but Brunson having 15. I think they don't have the kind of marquee star power. You know, Przingis hasn't played that much or well because he's been injured. I think that that was the most impressive win because it showed, again, that even with a new coach, the Clippers don't have what it takes to win. That was the most impressive win for me. Good points. Is that more about the Mavs being impressive or more about the Clippers? It's it's both. I, yeah, I will say that the fact that their their bench came in and played some really good minutes and played and played some you know, not just scoring Please but don't passing and defense. Teams. I just think that they. Uh, what'd you say? 
I said, please don't mention any other teams because I got another one. And I don't want you to just bring it up and make it seem like I piggybacked off you. All right. I want to say it, but I'll let you say it. Go ahead. 30 seconds. The Portland Trailblazers. They went into fucking Denver and and beat them by 14 points. They beat the MVP favorite by 14 in his own house. They had Lillard. Lillard went for 34. Melo comes in off the bench at 18 points, looking like vintage Melo in the first half a couple times, hitting some threes, got the three to the dome going. It was he had th- he had 18. Lillard had 34 points, 13 assists. McCollum had 21. Nurkic, who was a huge pickup for them, had 16 and 12. It's they're they're playing well, man. And I I think um Denver's in trouble, and they got the MVP in there. But I, it's it's looking pretty scary. They don't have anybody. All right, yeah, 30s, really. your thirties up, thirties up. Uh, I just want to throw this in because we've all said different games, and the one that I was going to bring to the table was the Memphis Grizzlies win. Uh, and I just I think that Dylan Brooks and John Moran combining for 57 points. I'm, I'm not uh, as impressed Moran with that because stretch, um, Mitchell was beast. out. If Mitchell yeah, played, but I mean, that, you was, look that would have been my pick. I mean, they forced the Utah Jazz to have 16 turnovers in that game. It was it was crazy. They put great defense. Great that was around impressive. Game. I agree. Not, but I'm saying, comment on anything I'm saying else. I would have um, played, I, I, I would have picked them. I still, I still want to, you know, go off the, the Mavericks game because I think what is really important here is you have your role players showing up in the playoffs, and they could have, it could have been one of those cases where the Clippers win, and then the commentary is, oh, Przingis didn't play, oh, you know, well, oh, you know, the Clippers are, are, are the real deal. But when it's on the other side, it's the Mavericks are are impressive, and that's the side I want to showcase because of your bench players showing up in the playoffs, and that's impressive. That's impressive. That is impressive, but I will say that your starters should automatically be, be playing well. And I didn't really think Porzingis played very well. Uh, can someone answer me this question? Sidebars is why doesn't he post up? Chris, you're a big Porzingis guy. You when he's on the next, why doesn't, doesn't he? Have I, don't like, the, I don't like Porzingis anymore. He doesn't have the strength. Chris Dobbs Porzingis. Chris why doesn't he go in the paint ever? He's always shooting he's these like bitch. shitty he's shots. Scared. He's scared. He's a bitch. Lacks a better turn. He's got injured. He's scared because <laughs> of his injuries. Anyway, he's he's a little, uh, but it's also so but my soft. last point is it's impressive because everyone soft. still has faith in the Clippers. Still after last oh. year, <laughs> boss baby, you just hate. They got a great coach, right? They are so Kawhi's bad. It's not even funny. The Clippers got a great coach. Paul George Why will be playing in China next year. No, nah, he's going to the Knicks too. It's fine. Um, so I will say, you know, great game ones. Uh, got to tune into game two starting today with Bucks Heat, um, and then the Nuggets. Um, uh, the Nuggets. Uh, uh, Trailblazers. Currently, right now, the that. Bucks are up 10-2. Eight minutes left in the first against Miami. But I will say, you know, good point there, Matt, with Dallas game. Um, it was impressive seeing the bench, but the fact that the, you know, what, just what Chris brought up about the Suns, uh, DeAndre Ayton, you know, overcoming um, Chris Paul not playing a full game. Adversity. Uh, you got um, Devin Booker dropping 34 in his first game. 34, right, Chris? His first game. Yeah. He played, he played, uh, they play fantastic. Against, against the king himself. Uh, yeah. That, it's Lakers. daunting. You go in there and see LeBron playing, I'd be pretty terrified. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not I, saying I would. I, I might lock him up and block him a couple times, but no, nah, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> that. I saved that for Matt. 
But overall, all right, so that'll give Chris the win for this week. Now it's going to be uh, – so for episode 12, it's going to be six wins for uh, – after four, episode 12, six two. wins for Nick, five wins for Chris, right? And no, I believe it's four, four wins for Chris. Six wins for Nick, wins. four wins for Chris, two wins for Matt. Sorry yep. That. All right. Shout out to Mike Madden right, so. for pointing that out to us. Uh, thanks for listening. Pointing I appreciate that, out. that. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I won, so I, I let me let me let me go. Let me talk for a second. Thank you guys. I pr- I appreciate you guys finally picking the right person to win this this week. It worked out in my favor. Keeping Nick off the couch at the end. Sorry I had to do that, but strategic for the fans. We got to get somebody else winning a couple times. But um, damn, I had a good <laughs> run. This, this is this is probably the first time Nick didn't win for two weeks in a row. So that's pretty impressive for me and Matt keeping him out of there. But um, I'm I'm gonna I, I got a I got a couple shout outs this week. I got a shout out. Um, my buddy Pratt's got the Yaga tournament coming up on June 6th, so we'll shout that out. We'll, we're gonna say um, happy birthday to Victoria Madden, uh, the yep. sister of the show. Happy birthday! She's having a great time out there in in Utah. Um, but yeah, we're gonna shout out to um John Morant for shutting Matt up for a couple hours. Uh, but yeah i I thought it was a great show guys um we'll shout out mike madden for always commenting on our pages um but if you guys have any questions you want to hear hit us up yeah definitely maybe maybe tune into my poll a little more we only had one vote by greg horn who voted the lakers will not repeat as um champion so we'll see if he's right or wrong we'll be able to give him some shit but um but besides that, follow us on Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we have the link tree. Um, what are we on? Simplecast, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Podcast, all the all the good stuff. I don't know where else we're at, but you can Google us. But everybody have a all good right. week. Thanks, guys. Tune into the NBA playoffs tonight. Thanks for listening. Appreciate Thanks. it. Yeah, don't don't tune into that. Just hit us up. Don't worry about the playoffs. Thanks, guys.